Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, The Power of Water. We want to invite you to join us today and every Monday for one hour to learn more about the power of water on your individual health. And I'm going to challenge you today and each week that how important it is for you to learn more about your awareness your, uh, to personal education, about how what your focus is in your individual life to feel better and be healthy. Uh, what is happening every day in your learning, uh, because of the global warm, warming effects and education coming with concerns of your health. And I will say, too, that I believe that uh, uh, it is not political, that it is very important that we all take a concern of our own self-awareness and living on the earth with earth and not expecting the earth to live with us. It's going to be there on its own for thousands and millions of years to come, as it has been for millions of years. You're made up of 50 trillion cells. How important is water for you? And what is the education that you must receive every day for yourself, your family, and your friends, and your own particular... Let's let's call it be vain, be concerned. Life is that precious moment. And I truly believe that the secret of the earth is life is a precious moment. You must learn that the earth has a whisper that you will never say goodbye and you'll enjoy it if you can learn how more about your own particular self-awareness, not concerning about somebody else, your own education and awareness. Uh, water on Earth has been a focus for scientists for millions, of, let's say for thousands, of years, hundreds of years, and have studied for as far back as we can have documented. On this show each week, we're going to bring in guests, special guests, that's going to give you the opportunity to make a choice. And the one thing you must realize, no one can take away your freedom ever on your mental choice in your mind. That's your choice. And what you want in your life is so important to others around you, too. But what you decide is your choices about what's best for all around you. You'll find that your health is so important to your life around you and your own self-vanity and concerns of life on Earth that all of a sudden you'll feel better. You'll be learning more about yourself. Shows like this that are coming up all over, you can, uh, you can go in decide what you want to learn through different categories and segments, please ask us if you have anything at all you want to learn each week. Call us uh, at 1-866-613-1612 or email SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com because we're here as a, a, to enjoy ourselves. Be, join in with us every week. Uh, and learn more and ask a lot of questions and give us ideas of different shows that you'd like and special guests you'd like to have. Right now, I'm going to take a moment to, uh, uh, to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back and introduce our special guest for you today. Today. 
Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. And uh, we would like today to, to introduce our special guest, Maya Delina, who is sitting in the Hawaiian Islands. Maya, are you there? I am. Good morning. Aloha. Aloha to you. Yeah, and I think you're sitting looking out at the ocean somewhere there. I am. I can see the ocean from my window. It's beautiful. It's deep blue, and it's warm and sunny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And I want our listeners to know that Maya's background is so exciting to me uh, with all my years of research that uh, for you to understand uh, more about uh, your health, individual wellness, occupational health wellness, and, uh, and what Maya's background is all about, I'm going to let her explain to you so you'll know during the show how important it is for me to have you, Maya, as a special guest. Would you explain to them your commitment and what you've been learning about uh, health and wellness? Absolutely. Uh, I have worked in corporate America for about 25 years, and uh, I've had various jobs, and I've traveled all over the world. And what I noticed was um, the executives in our company and other people's companies were not taking care of themselves very well. And I had a commitment to not only make sure that I was healthy, but the people in my organization maintained a level of health because that increased productivity, that increased you know, creativity, all of that. So uh, in corporate America, I also became a business consultant and an executive coach where I was uh, assisting executives with not only their physical health, but mental, emotional, and sometimes spiritual health. So when you were with uh, corporate America, you found, uh, now when you started out with corporate America, was that one of your, uh, is that, was that the position you had is in the wellness uh, no, aid, or was, what, 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 was, was uh, what, what started yeah. you into this? Well, uh, when I joined corporate America, I had um, received a computer science degree, and I okay, worked a lot of years doing that, mm-hmm. uh, being a single mom, going to school, working okay. at the same time. And when I got my computer science degree, I worked a lot, of course, in technology with a lot of engineers. And as I progressed, I received a lot of really nice promotions and started working for Hewlett-Packard. And um, as I progressed through the management ranks, I started noticing a lot of different things about people's habits changing. That's what I'm after for their listeners to hear, that you started noticing um, some unhealthy uh, symptoms. I did. And particularly I started noticing in myself because as 
an engineer. I used to be able to get up from my desk and walk around and drink water and go to the bathroom, do all of those things. But I noticed in the management ranks, we had day-long meetings where we would sit in these rooms, sometimes without windows. And because people didn't want to miss part of the meeting, we had very few breaks. They weren't drinking water. Sometimes they drink coffee, but they weren't drinking enough water. They weren't getting enough air. And this really impacted people's ability to um, create and collaborate. In fact, people became very um, agitated. Of course they would. Yeah. Yeah. So you found that with your own personal experience that you opened up a door. It sounds like to me, and correct me, it sounds like you opened up a door for Hewlett Packard to get into a concern for their productivity, wellness, health for their own employees way back in a time when, when a lot of employers were not even thinking that way. Am I wrong? Well, it, no, that's that's correct. Uh, I did it in a, in a small way, obviously, within my own organization because I used to coach people. People okay. used to get up really early in the morning because we're a global company, and so when you're dealing with Asia or Europe, people in the U.S. have to either stay up till midnight or get up at 3 in the morning sometimes to be on these teleconferences. And they were not taking care of themselves around this, and, of course, productivity was being lost, creativity was being lost. So I uh, was coaching people in this area of how to take care of themselves in a lot of different ways. So then you moved into a full-time, lifetime commitment that you wanted to learn more about this. Yes, I did. I wanted to learn more about this, uh, particularly uh, for... Well, for everyone, but particularly I was focused on people in my organization because as a manager, we get rewarded, if you want to call it that, rewarded for the amount of productivity and progress that our organization makes. And in order to do that, you have to have healthy people and people that are not in a state of stress, physical stress and mental stress. Tell us a little bit about now what you're doing now that you've given this years of commitment and learning. Uh, I really have to thank you for what you've committed to here because I'm totally convinced that the, the, when Time Magazine uh, said that the person of the year is you, I said, oh, that's just wonderful because it is the t- person of the year is every person on this globe. Then I believe the superpower of the world, you, the people on the globe, who make life possible. Give us the freedom, the, the healthiness, and everybody working together. It is you, and, and what you're doing is so exciting. Tell us what, you've, what you're doing now, though, to add this commitment to helping people of the world. Well, in um, 2005, I took the early retirement package from HP. Thank you very much, HP. Uh, and I purchased a five-acre property on the big island of Hawaii, and I am developing the property right now to be a health retreat center so that we can bring people over for workshops on health and wellness. And when I say health and wellness, I'm talking about in body, mind, and spirit, Mm -hmm. and also so that they can have alternative types of vacations, different types of experiences focused around health and activity and well-being. Okay, now what is your, when, if a person, what do you believe is your main focus though? Uh, let's say you have people, you're building this health and wellness retreat center. What is the number one uh, most important thing that you believe that you want to teach at your centers? 
Well, I would say it's it's not any one thing. Not Mainly, one thing. I would say it's a principle a of we are responsible for our own health and well-being. We are responsible for creating the experiences in our lives that we choose. Uh-huh. And so it's really about empowering the individual. Like Time Magazine says, you know, the person of the year is you. It really is us. It's up to us to be able to take care of ourselves at all the different levels and all the different aspects of our lives. And with knowledge and education and experience, we can learn how to do that. It's personal self-mastery in a lot of different areas of our so lives. So what you're saying is you're... You you believe that every individual should take a responsibility to learn to take care of themselves and make that a, 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 a important priority of, of awareness to them personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, in, in, I've noticed here that you have um, you do have some different activities at your center that you right. focus on. Could you tell us a little bit more about those activities? Right. Well, one of the um, activities that we have, um, and I would call it more of a discipline, is Tantra Yoga. And Tantra Yoga is um, one of the art forms of India, and it's based in Hinduism. I practice and teach a westernized version of Tantra Yoga. It's very much focused on the breath, breathing, using the breath to move energy through our bodies, learning how to master the energy in our bodies, and really use that for health and well-being and for spiritual connection. Do you, could you explain, is it possible for our uh, listeners to understand yoga, the, the, uh, the creation of yoga and why, and then come forward with why uh, yoga became uh, very important in different parts of the world and to their health? And then coming to why the breathing is so important with that knowledge of yoga? Well, my belief is that with yoga, yoga is a discipline that really focuses on the body, mind, and spirit. So unlike exercise that focuses mainly on the physical body or spiritual teachings focuses on the spiritual aspect, I believe yoga focuses on the body, mind, and spirit. And so I think yoga became very popular in the United States because we needed a way of relieving stress, getting into a more meditative state, stretching our bodies at the same time as we stretch our minds, and really taking a holistic approach mm-hmm. to health and well-being. So I believe yoga... Uh, particularly Tantra Yoga provides that. And in Tantra Yoga, we use the breath a lot. It's breathing and breathing up as if we're breathing through different parts of our body to Now, can I get the listeners to follow you? Um, when you're saying the, uh, breathing throughout the body, let's say you, have your, your, you are in exercise with the first moment. What is the first breath? Does it begin at the bottom of the feet? How, uh, and breathe up all the way from the feet through the legs up to the mind, to the brain, the head. How does that, so our listeners will understand what you're talking about, breathing. Right. So in Tantra Yoga, what we do is we use the base of the spine as the okay. first breath. The base of the spine. Okay. Right. So we have more than seven power centers, but we use the seven power centers throughout the body, going from the base of the spine to the very top of the head, to the crown of the head, and we call those power centers chakras. 
and they're energy centers in the body. And as we take a breath, we take a breath as if we're breathing in through the base of the spine, up through the area of the genitals, into the solar plexus, into the heart, throat, into the third eye or the pineal gland, and out the top of the head through the crown chakra. Okay. Now, Maya, when they're taking a breath, a lot of people have said to me that different medical people have taught them to take a breath through the nose and let it out through the nose. How are you suggesting they take a breath? I'm suggesting that they take a breath and just experiment. Take a breath through different parts of their body. There's some practices where you can take a breath and you just visualize as if you're taking the breath in through your heart and then out through your heart. Maya, do we open our mouth or do we take the breath in through the nose, keep our mouth closed, Keep it, take a breath in through the nose and to a certain count, and then let the breath out through the mouth. So what I do, and there's various ways of doing it, because many times as you progress, you'll start breathing in through one nostril, then the other, in okay. through the mouth, out through the nose, and all of that. I but see what you're doing. It, okay. But to keep it simple, simple. To keep it very, very simple and for relax. people to start, take the breath in through the mouth, and when you're doing it, visualizing as if you're taking it in through the spine. And feel the breath as if it's going up through your body, up to the top of, it, the top of your head, and release it through your nose. So uh, for our listeners to understand, so you take the breath in through the mouth. In other ways, we go, we bring the breath in through the mouth. Right. Try to, uh, and how, how, is there a count to that? The count is depending upon how fast you want to breathe, okay. you know, and get it very rhythmically. But what we do is we count like per second and we count through each one of the power centers and there's seven. So you take the breath in through the count of seven and okay. then release it. And then go through the uh, nose. And go through, through the, the nose. Na- and then you can reverse it going through the nose. Or go the other way. Through the mouth. Right. And it's just a very, very simple practice. There's many ways to do it, but this is the way that I usually start because sometimes it's very easy for people to focus on the breath if they do it in a way uh, through their mouth where they can actually feel what have it. What you found when you're teaching that to different individuals? Uh, have you ever had anybody come in and say, oh, my gosh, I, I can't breathe. I, did, I, I didn't know I wasn't breathing. This is almost hurting. Have you ever had anybody say that? Yes. Yeah, some people, uh, their bodies are very, very tight, and they take very shallow breaths. Yeah. To ask them to take a deep breath, especially to take a breath of filling their lungs, it's, it's almost impossible for them to do that. So they do have to practice the deep slow, rhythmic breaths in order to have their lungs expand capacity in order to uh-huh. take the full breath, the full body breath. Before we listen to our sponsor here in a minute and uh, take a moment, I want to add, bring that up again one moment. To me, this is so important to the listeners. Uh, Maya, I have cannot express to you, I just took someone to emergency the other day, and on the way to the emergency, I said, breathe in, breathe out, sock carefully, because they, they almost were going to go into a convulsion. Right. And we got to emergency. I helped them do that because when we got there, the doctor was so afraid that the person could get into a panic attack. Right. The breathing saved them. And I've had no end of people through the years that breathing, you can do it walking through a grocery store. Absolutely. Uh, you don't have, once you learn to breathe, and this breathing to me is, is, is a secret to a better health, a, a productivity, but it's, it's something for some reason we've never learned to do, and I really think you could save a lot of people's lives today 
by them understanding that. And we'll be back in a minute, Maya. Uh, we'll take a moment and hear from our sponsor, and we will be right back. Thank you. Listen, the world is talking. World Talk Radio. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Thank you. Um, you are now listening to uh, the Sharon Klein Hour, The Power of Water, and my concerns of the crisis of lack of knowledge of how important water is in your life and special health education to go with water. Uh, we are here today with uh, a guest, Maya Delina, and that she is that special guest who has committed her life to concerns of health and wellness and better productivity. Maya, just before we went to hear from our sponsor, we were talking about breathing and uh, how important is it for water to be part of the diet, of the lifestyle with the breathing? Well, the breath is a life force energy, and it helps move energy in our body, and water also is a life force energy, and it has an intelligence to it. And I was doing some research. Help my listeners because they won't follow that one. The breath and the water are life force energy, and there's an intelligence to that it. That word intelligence, explain that. Right. To them. So, Dr. Masuro Emoto, a Japanese scientist, wrote a book, Hidden Messages in Water, and he also wrote a variety of books after that. But his research, his concern was polluted water in Japan and started doing some research and found in his research as he crystallized water by freezing it, he could look at polluted water and see the crystals were very deformed and mutated. And when he looked at the crystals of pure water, they were like these little snowflakes that we see depicted with a six-pointed star almost. And he also discovered that by projecting thoughts onto different bottles of water, he was able to change the properties of the water. So there's an intelligence in water that scientists are finding out that really picks up on the energy around it. So it picks up on our thoughts. And because we drink water and we are 70% water, our bodies are made of 70% water, our thoughts can affect our bodies. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so our thoughts affect our bodies, and water picks up on those vibrations. If we have negative thoughts, guess what? We probably put ourselves in a state of stress and illness and open to diseases. If we have positive thoughts, the water in our bodies vibrate a little bit differently. So when so I say the water breathing, is intelligent... Going with that, if you take, learn how to do the breathing exercises and you're breathing with, try to move your thoughts self into good thoughts, 
and you've been drinking water that day, you believe that the individual's productivity and health healthiness would uh, all of a sudden come together because the body now is getting its electrolytic energy uh, to function with you uh, on the positive and, and probably shying off away from the negative. Am I wrong? Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Okay. Yes. And you I, notice our, I said electrolytic. Thoughts, our thoughts get projected into every single cell yeah. and causes a vibration in that cell. And, of course, the breath and water are the carriers of this Oxygen. vibration. Mm-hmm. It can only promote good health if we keep ourselves in a constant state of positivity and breathe deeply and drink plenty of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're teaching um, self-awareness and wellness, uh, what is your uh, what do you do teach for people to relieve? Uh, the, what's the most common word? Stress. I know you've got the yoga, you've got breathing. We've got we're going to drink water and we're going to learn uh, hopefully some new, good nutrition, um, self-awareness habits, uh, and discipline. I like that word discipline. But what is this? What is what is your most important thing for people to? Understand every day with all of the activities, what do you do to release the stress before you go to bed, Maya? Well, the way I do it is I do a short meditation and I also listen to a CD that I've recorded in my own voice with positive affirmations because then those vibrations in my own voice surround my body at night while I Maya, sleep. Maya, I'm going to back you up. That's just wonderful. Um, so you've... you've uh, recorded your voice in a very, you've written something down, yes. and you recorded your own voice in a meditative, very quiet, soft, um, earth whisper, shall I say, and that helps you relax because it's not your, you're not thinking it out, you're listening to yourself. That's correct. Oh, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful secret. Yes, we found years ago, in fact, my sister uh, did this with, um, for children, she made some tapes called The Angel's Lullaby, and she would write out a script and record something, but she would give this to the mother to record in their own voice for their babies while their baby was, was sleeping. Oh, my gosh. That is, just, that is, I, that is wonderful. And, and the babies then have a, a general feeling of well-being. They yes. cry less. They're happier because oh they goodness. hear the mother's voice all night long. Every corporation, uh, I don't know if you saw this recently, a few, several months ago, they had this new inventive thing that they're trying to do, and they got some corporations trying it. You go into this kind of like a, a bed, and you lay there, and they put this capsule, it's almost like a capsule, and they put it over you, and you're, and it's, it's, you're not in, you know, it's not going to suffocate you, it's all healthy, and you can listen, they put earphones on, and you can listen to relax, and then go back to work. Mmm. I know. When I saw it, I thought, oh, my God, this is the future of this. Uh, uh, I, all I can think of is, oh, my gosh, this is something new that they're trying to, everybody's trying to think about more productivity at work and self-awareness and wellness and responsibility. And th- we do know that some people won't choose to do it. Right. Uh, but there will be people who have a choice to want to do, to do it. And uh, what you've told me and the listeners is so exciting that if they v- would record themselves or the children wouldn't every child love that i believe I have they to would tell love you that it children would love to have listened to themselves before they go to bed on something and it would become almost like a little hobby or a little 
uh, almost like a little game to them to be able to record something and then listen to themselves before they go to bed at night. They could write up their own uh, st- imaginative story or something that happened that day and and uh, bring it back to, but always do the do the positive side and be absolutely and gentle and to yourself and then listen to that. That to me is one of the greatest secrets I have heard in a long time. It's absolutely amazing as to the results that people can get with that. And because we hear our own voices, we don't usually put up the barriers, the mental barriers to hearing someone else's voice. And so we're telling ourselves this and it and it's very much programming our minds, which is which is good. We program ourselves with what we want. Exactly. Now, uh what now you do that before you go to bed, which is uh, I think our listeners are going to really enjoy that education today. Um, what else do you think that people should do uh, to, before they go to bed? We had one of our guests was mentioning uh, turn off the television for a little while um, before you go to bed because it t- gets rid of that communication of that, whatever it may be. What is your thinking about before people go to bed uh, other than maybe listening to a, a meditation or doing a breathing exercise? But what, is your, what are your other recommendations? Well, what I, what I do is for one thing, I don't usually watch television in the evenings. If I do have the television on, it's usually with some kind of a DVD in there. Mm-hmm. And I usually put on things that are very much uplifting. So some things that are humorous, uplifting kind of information. Okay. And I usually have the television or music or whatever off for the an hour before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I, I don't usually have it on, and I never fall asleep with it on, except if it's a CD or music to program myself while I'm sleeping. Because I think it's very, very important for us to disconnect from the external world and what's going on in the external world, and go inside to ourselves and prepare for our sleep. And our the body regenerates while we sleep. The body heals itself while we sleep, and we want to be able to prepare our bodies for that rejuvenation. You have a glass of water always. Always, Because always. we dehydrate more while we're asleep. People don't realize that when you lay, when you're walking, uh, you're in charge and moving your body, but when you lay down, all of a sudden the body kicks in, and uh, they you dehydrate more while you sleep, and that's why people, when they get out of bed, they look dry. Um, right. because they've been dehydrating. But if you have a, ba- a glass of water before you go to bed and a glass of water when you get out of bed immediately, preferably warm water, uh, it begins the day, and uh, then all of a sudden you're focusing on, I would call that, what you said earlier, a discipline of your day and your activities. How many hours of sleep do you think uh, people should be getting? Well, I don't usually have a rule about that because every body is different. I found that um, sometimes for months and months I can function extremely well on six hours sleep and sometimes I need eight hours sleep. So I I think we need to listen to our bodies and if our bodies need rest, then we give it more rest. And if our bodies are full of energy, then we use that energy. So it's about listening to our own bodies and following what our our bodies are telling us. Today, uh, I'm going to ask you something that I know our listeners are, would be intrigued about because I have a concern about um, discipline with uh, ourselves, individuals that are behind a computer every day, and yourself being 
um, did you you were a computer engineer right um, that was your world that was your education what is your advice uh, Maya with uh, what's happening today with our millions of people all over the world sitting at a computer all day for their health Right. It, well, there's a certain electromagnetic that's emitted by the computer, so we're in this electronic field constantly, and I think it's very, very important for people that must work in front of a computer that they're at least 18 inches to 24 inches away from the computer, even if they have to have a big screen and a little mouse to manipulate the computer, stay away from it, and also... Even now, if can it's we only because uh, I, I want the listeners to hear that that's something new. Uh, we had a guest on recently who was an optician for 44 years, and she's been working with ophthalmologists and refractive surgeons for years. She mentioned the fact when they go to the doctor, be sure and measure how close you're sitting to your computer so you can right. tell your doctor. Right. So you're saying today an advice of 18 to 24 inches away from your computer. Right. That's the advice we're giving to people that work around electronics quite a bit. I mean, that's the minimum, and we have ergonomic studies and health studies around that to say it has to be a minimum of 18 to 24 inches. Of course, you're still going to pick up some of that electronic field, but it's more intense the closer you get to it, obviously. And also what we recommend is to take a lot of short breaks, even if it's two minutes, five minutes. Get away from the computer, stretch, look at something else, take a drink of water, and then come back. Now, when, you know, working for a uh, company and, as an employee and you take uh, short breaks, um, wh- wh- how often would those breaks be, Maya? I would say at least once an hour. Once an hour. And yes. what, how long of a break? I would say at least two to five minutes. And, you know, uh, people in companies will... Uh, employees and companies will say, well, if my boss is watching, they'll think that I'm, you know, just playing and not doing my work and all of that. But I think more and more, as more people get educated, they realize that productivity and well-being is increased with a lot of right. short, mini breaks throughout the day, at okay. least once an hour. Especially get away from working. the computer, though. Not a break just to sit there and do something else, but get away from the computer once an hour for at least two to five minutes. Right. Get away from the computer. Going to get a glass of water, uh, close your eyes and let your eye, the moisture level back up into the eye, blink, um, do, in other words, let's get and get the, I was, we had a guest recently who was a chiropractor and he said that most of his practice today is complaints as people, with people sitting in front of a computer, Maya. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so you're saying that maybe some of these disciplines and this is something exciting to teach the human resource directors and the employers is that if you, if the person sitting in a computer should be 18 to 24 inches away and allow everyone, give everybody a chance to be a member of the team to leave for two to five minutes once an hour, don't sit at the computer, walk away, go get a glass of water, do something, move the body, um, do something other than sitting, uh, staring at the computer and then go back and then when they come to their full break a day, though, they have usually a person has two breaks a day and lunch. What are some of the secrets that you could teach them uh, because they've been on the computer? And even though they took those little breaks, what are some of the secrets that they should do to discipline themselves during the break, the full break, and then the lunch? Well, I would say usually getting outside is one good way to, you know, take a short walk, 
get a breath of different air rather than recycled air inside of the building and also move the body because you want to get those fluids moving again. Fluids settle in the body and once you get them moving, it will help relieve some of that joint pain that people sometimes get from sitting too long. So you want to also breathe, move the body, get the energy moving and drink water. Mm-hmm. And at uh, lunch, what do you recommend? I know this is going to be a little off the beat and I forgive me if it's, if it's something you don't really think you can want to discuss, but I often think about lunch, what we're eating at lunch, how important it is to the body, the abdomen, the posture, that when you go to eat lunch knowing you're going to go back to sitting at a computer, what are some of the, the nutritional benefits uh, at lunch? Well, I would say, uh, you know, people say a variety of things. They say, you know, you should have your largest meal in the middle of the day. I don't typically do that. I follow the practice of eating about six meals a day, small meals, and I'm a vegetarian. I do eat seafood, but I'm mostly vegetarian. I eat a lot of different light foods. People that work in front of the computers, if they're allowed, they could have like snack foods like carrots or celery or something like that because it's really important to keep the energy in the body, uh-huh. like the with the breath, with food and everything, rather than sit down and have large meals where then we feel sluggish and our body's taking a lot of energy to digest that food. So more and more we're finding having small meals throughout the day is really more beneficial for for the energy level and for health. So that's what I follow. So I don't have any particular recommendations for anyone else, but I found that that's working for me. But the old, uh, what's happening all over the world, going and having a quick hamburger, you might not recommend. I, I personally do not recommend that. I don't eat any kind of a beef or pork or anything like that uh, because I find it's very heavy in my body. Hard and to digest. The, the, energy, in, the energy of that is slower, and it slows me down quite a bit. Okay, we're going to take a moment and uh, hear from our sponsor, and when we come back, would you then kind of give us your uh, feelings about what you would like to leave the listeners with today with what you believe that would be very important from them? Uh, for them to learn uh, with, uh, let's just kind of take everything we've talked about and bring it to the last climax so that they can understand how important it was today for us to bring up some of these very important I'll call it again discipline topics we're going to take a moment and hear from our sponsor thank you Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. being with us today. You are with the Sharon Kleiner Hour and uh, the power of water and how important that is into your everyday life and to myself. I believe the crisis today is the concerns that to live here with this earth, 
we must learn more about what the, uh, uh, our health and our wellness and realize, understand how important water is in our lives. We are inviting every week special guests who want to add to your education, and hopefully you will become vain because you are a special person, and you are the person of the year and the superpower of the world. And today we have Maya Delina, who is here from Hawaii, who owns a wellness retreat and has given her life and dedication to concerns of wellness for teaching others. Um, Maya, uh, oh, and anyone who wants to call in, call 1-866-613-1612 or email SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Maya, to, I want to really thank you for being with us today and taking some special time. By the way, Hawaii is three hours behind us, so... Uh, thank you for joining us such, so early in the morning. What would you like to leave with our listeners today? Because you have a very strong mission, and we can tell by your tone of voice you're committed. What is some of your? What would you like to leave with you, our listeners today? If there's anything anyone remembers from this conversation, I'd like everyone to remember that we are responsible for our own health and well-being in body, mind, and spirit. And if we do some very small, simple things like remembering to breathe deeply, remembering to drink enough water, remembering to keep our thoughts positive, we will feel the energy in our bodies start moving more and we'll feel healthy, we'll feel younger, more energetic. So it's about empowering and doing those simple little things. It doesn't have to be a lot of complex things, just simple little things to get ourselves back to optimum health. Oh, thank you. And there's something else that I really uh, appreciate you teaching myself and listeners is taping our own voice. And most everybody today does have a tape recorder and taping your own voice very softly uh, in, 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 in words that you've written probably and you want to hear back and listening to that every once in a while and especially maybe before you go to bed or times of meditation to kind of hear yourself in a quietness that your voice Something that you that is important to you. I think to me, at Maya, I have to, I really appreciate learning that today too. Is that is to me a, a secret right there. Positive affirmations work, and in our own voice, guess what? We just take them in. Oh, I, I agree with you. Uh, and a lot of times when I've, I've been meditating myself and listening to somebody else's voice or somebody else's music that they've uh, produced. I lose it sometimes because it's not it's not myself. And if I I'm going to do this, I'm going Great. to do this, and I'm going to let my listeners know how I feel about it too. I, yeah, let me know how it works for you. I will. Well, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely, aloha, aloha to you too. Bye, bye. Well, t- for our listeners today to uh, understand where we're coming from with the power of water. Is today we have a uh, the buzzword is the Earth warming crisis, and I'm going to give you um, an evaluation of myself. Is Earth it does have a crisis? It is having a warming effect, and remember, you're living with the Earth. The Earth is not living with you, and it's been going on since the Ice Age came to changing. A time and moving into what's called the earth is warming and the ice will begin to melt. Uh, learn as much as you can. Be open-minded about what you're going to learn. Because remember, earth is having an all-warming effect at the surface of the earth 
and it's evaporating so much water vapor so quickly that it's not absorbing into the air the way it should and giving you the uh, the amount into the aquifers below the storage, and it turns in when it evaporates that quickly, the water vapor turns into a carbon dioxide. Now, that's a water vapor gas. So remember, learn as much as you can, stay open-minded, join the crusade, open-minded, and I think when you think about health and wellness and how we can learn to live with Earth, that will help us all. Please call in, ask the questions, email, ask the questions, and let's learn together. That's why we are here each week. Uh, do we have a question from a listener? Art? Yes. Art, you're there. Good morning. How are you today? I'm just dandy. How are you? Well, I hope you're dandy. Uh, I really appreciate it each week. You're giving our listeners a chance to understand why the power of water on Earth. People have been uh, drawn to water uh, from the beginning of time as because they're mostly water, and the synergy and the electrolytic side of the power of that um, has been a compulsion to for people to build uh, villages next to it, uh, cities next to it. Um, People buy real estate next to it. They will jump over the puddle. They'll land in the puddle. Their vacations are with it. And you've given us to Crater Lake. Uh, you told us a little bit about Crater Lake. And do that again today. Tell us real quickly, within just a moment, what is the most exciting reason people come to Crater Lake in Oregon? Well, the water. Uh, the water is an endless and fascinating subject. The and color. The yeah, the power of water, absolutely. Um, it's the most beautiful deep blue water that anyone's ever seen. They come away. And you talk to us about it is, uh, listeners. Uh, I uh, I want you to know that Crater Lake is light blue, dark blue, and on the edges of the lake, it's a powdery blue. It's magnificently naturally. Yeah, it's the sixth deepest lake in the world. It makes the sky look pale next to it, and it's just... Millions of people have come from all over the world to Crater Lake. Absolutely. Then we need to understand, uh, you were talking to us about um, hot springs, and hot springs, uh, uh, I was so fascinated, you said they were next to volcanoes, uh, where volcanoes have erupted, and you find hot springs. Anywhere where there's melting... Uh, underneath the earth, you, you'll, it's not always near volcanoes. Uh, anytime there's a great movement under, under the earth or big cracks and mountains lifting up, uh, there's usually a hot spot underneath where, where, where the, uh. Hot springs have always fascinated us. I, I know people from Europe who have traveled all over the world enjoying, uh, uh the, the knowledge of more about hot springs too and Absolutely. the fascination of the springs. Today you've got another one, the world's newest, uh, the newest ocean. Would you explain to me what the world's newest world's ocean newest is for our ocean. listeners? And be, Art, could you speak a little louder? And, sure. And a I little said, isn't that amazing? Uh, the world's newest ocean was created in the year 2000 by the International Hydrological Organization. And it's called the Southern Ocean or the Antarctic Ocean. Mm-hmm. And before 2000, all those... Uh, the Southern Ocean had all been considered part of the Atlantic or the Pacific or the Indian Ocean. Now let's back up. It was created by who and what? By a, an international organization called the International Hydrological Organization, and they study oceans. So you mean and it they was founded? They make rules about oceans. It was founded. They didn't create it. They found it. 
Uh, the uh, the ocean was there. They they decided it was a separate ocean and it needed I to have its own see, name. I see what they did. So they found an ocean that they didn't know was there, and they decided to document that this is a, nu- a n- newer ocean. Yes, and it turned out that it was very different than the Indian Ocean or the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean. And where is it located? At the southern end of the world, uh, around the uh, Antarctic continent. Art, I've got a caller. Let's uh, enjoy that special caller right now, and I'll be right back. Charlotte? Hello? Yes, Charlotte? Oh, yes. Oh, I just calling. of your show, um, Sharon, and um, your special guest. Thank you. Uh, I just have a question. I'm in front of the computer all day, and I, it's a comment, actually. I just started using your Nature's Tears. Oh, and I really, it has really helped me, and I just would like to um, send you accolades because it's really helped uh, my eyes in front of the computer. Well, thank you, so. and I'm hoping your, your the listeners are understanding. When you're using Nature's Tears, uh, you sweep. You don't go right in front of the eyes, and obviously you're using it correctly. Yes. Um, my earlier, uh, we had Maya Delina who is a computer engineer for Hewlett-Packard for years, now is a wellness uh, uh, trainer and owns wellness retreats. Uh, she also said, um, uh, Charlotte, always sit between 18 and 24 inches away from the computer, which I thought was excellent. Yes, that's Advice. right. And then she mentioned that about every hour, if you're in front of the computer nonstop staring at it, get up and take a walk. Don't sit at it to take a break. Take about a two- to five-minute break. Go get a glass of water. Uh, then go back to your computer and uh, during your break try to get some fresh air um, because getting out of the uh, area where it doesn't have the, the ventilation for health where you're sitting, but go outside, get some fresh air. Uh, we talked a little bit about how to the proper nutrition at, at your lunch so you can go back and sit there uh, because computers are uh, demanding of us. And the concentration of them is uh, we've got to learn how to be disciplined for our health reasons. So I'm glad you brought that up today about using it at a computer. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for calling. Art was with us discussing uh, the latest ocean, and I thought that was fascinating, and I'm sorry we lost him during the caller. Have you ever noticed that when you were little and you were walking home from school and and you were, did you ever play in the mud puddles? We did. And uh, it, it is a fascination. Uh, something that we all need to learn uh, today uh, more and more about uh, indoor conditions, too, is, uh, the, is that moisture in the air is so vital. And indoor conditions, uh, you do not have, you have forced air heating and cooling, insulated windows and walls, uh, chemistry in your fabrics and your clothing and in the paints and more. Remember, indoor conditions are also a very, very serious, I call them almost bacteria pits. If you're flying on board a plane, same thing, and, but indoor conditions are not healthy for us. So always try to learn those little secrets along the way. Before we say goodbye to you today, I hope we provided you a lot of learning, a lot of knowledge, and I like what Maya said, discipline of knowledge. Uh, we want you to remind yourself that the summer sun is coming here in the next few months and uh, the concerns of the sun and uh, melanoma. Check your children. Be sure to see a doctor a- as soon as possible. Uh, if you think that, for, uh, that you have uh, any spots, uh, our, where I am the founder of Save a Child's Life Foundation and Pediac- 
pediatrics concern of melanoma and time. Uh, put your a child's heart in your hands and recognize that. And it's fun to teach the children to look for them at themselves. And and children can see behind your neck like you can't see these behind your neck. So help each other because melanoma is on the rise, but it's the one cancer that if you get it in time, it's solved. Uh, we also have a symposium going on for the year, and the symposium is called Occupational Health, Wellness, and Your Responsibility of Learning How to Take Care of Yourself. And that's the one. another thing Maya said today and our other guests have said. You have, we're providing you the education here on the show. Uh, you will learn more on how to take care of yourself and those little reminder of secrets. Every, and it is Earth's secret. And uh, life is a precious moment. And, uh, but your responsibility is what the Earth's whispering to you and you can whisper back is ne- you'll never say goodbye. You'll enjoy your life for eternity if you learn how to take better care of yourself. Anxiety is stress, and it's possible that you're not even drinking enough water. And it's likely it could be so simple that if you drank more water every day and understood how vital the water is to Earth and the existence of Earth and how important it is to take care of it, that you will feel better. The anxiety could become less. You'll learn how to do the yoga. You'll learn how to breathe with the oxygen and be able to share that information with your family and your friends. Uh, I cannot stress how vital the power of water is. And uh, I expressed today on earth warming, on the water vapor. And, again, if you ever have any questions, email me at Sharon Kleina Hour at, Sharon Kleina Hour at yahoo.com. Thank you for joining me today and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.